Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together, verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali, and I are both listening to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So, if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible, Every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So, if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible, we hope you can join us. So, let's get started. Today, we are continuing our study in the um, book of Philippians, and we're putting in at verse 6 through 9. So I'll read these verses, and then we'll make some comments on them. Chapter 1, verse 6, And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. It is right for me to feel this way about you all, Because I hold you in my heart, for you are all partakers with me of grace, both in my imprisonment and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel. For God is my witness, how I yearn for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus. And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment. So as we start this this reading, I wanted to ask a question to everyone. Have you ever felt like you were just battling through time and through life, kind of doing the best you could, maybe praying a little bit, maybe not praying at all, just floating around and, you know, going to work every day, going to school every day, just doing the best you can? Have you ever felt like that? Or have you ever felt like you're you're giving it everything you've got to give and there's really nothing more and you're kind of like a robot? You ever felt like that? Have you ever felt like you're just punching a clock somewhere working? Well, it's a normal it's a normal human response. As a matter of fact, I think we've all felt that um, and we perhaps all kind of feel like that on a, on a regular basis. We get in our routines. We get in our, our, uh, our cycles of behavior, you know. You got to feed kids. You got to get kids to school. Or you got to get up and get yourself to school, get yourself to work. You got to um, do things. Or maybe you're somebody who doesn't do anything at all because you just feel like, you know what, I'm not going to do anything for a while. Maybe you're just overwhelmed with stuff. Or maybe you just don't care. We all have our ways of, of approaching the world and approaching what we have to do in the world. You can get up in the world, 
get up every day and complain and blame other people. You get up in the world and try to beat other people and be the best you can be. And you get up in the world and you just try to feel like you don't have much choice. You know, you have to do what other people tell you to do. There's all different ways and attitudes <laughs> that we have when we start the day. And a lot of that is affected by our personalities, right? And a lot of that is affected by how we see the world. You know, you can be a cynical person and you'll see everything cynically. You can be a logical person and, of course, you're going to see the world logically. You're going to be a, a depressed person and everything's a problem and everything you're going to see is depressed. There's going to be an absence of joy. You're going to be a thief and everything's an opportunity to steal or make a fast dollar or fast, you know, a fast fortune. Everybody's got motive and a lot of it is where everybody's heart starts. And we've been saying all throughout this study, these studies that, of course, a Christ-centered heart is what you need, what you have to have. But let's say you're heart is Christ-centered. Let's say, you know, you could say it's not Christ-centered. Let's say it is Christ-centered. No matter where your heart is centered, you know, you're doing what you think you should do. And the the reason I'm saying all this to set all this up is I, I was thinking this morning in pre preparation for this study, what it's like to lose uh, a special sense, like the sense, the the sense of sight. You know what that's like. What that, how devastating that must be to lose your vision, or how devastating that must be to lose your sense of hearing. You can't really hear. How tragic it is to live life without being able to hear other people, the sound of their voice. The sound of a mother's voice to a child, the sound of a, a reassuring father, the, the sound of laughter and joy, you know, how fast, don't you know how fast laughter and joy pick you up, can pick you up and, and just brighten up your day? You could feel so terrible and all it takes is a, is a good friend's laugh and a slap on the back or something like that and all of a sudden you're laughing too. Or all of a sudden, the sound of a newborn baby's cry that just completely turns a father's heart upside down or a mother's heart upside down. Or the sound of someone you love all of a sudden in tears crying. How that just brings your heart right down. That The, the sense of sound, hearing. And of course, the sense of sight, losing that, it's like completely crippling you can't even walk across the room or touch or smell oh sense of smell in a good cook's kitchen oh my goodness not to be taken for granted the sense of touch what it's like to, to be warm to feel that warmth or to feel the lightest touch on your hands how that enables you to to feel connected with the world around you 
you didn't have touch. It'd be almost like watching a video game. You wouldn't have that connection to the world. So all these senses, I was thinking, you know, I have these images of patients that are almost like in vegetative states, coma states. And it's like as if these special senses are kind of what we depend on to look at the world. But they're so temporary. They're so easily removed. It's almost like a visual picture of what God's like in our life. And the removal of of God's presence from our life leaves us so spiritually mute, so spiritually um, devastated. God says here in this letter to us through the hand of Paul that he is so totally confident that God, he who began every good work in you, he will continue that. He will continue to carry out every good work he started in you and me until the day of Jesus Christ. Now, of course, this verse 6, we were told that it's Dr. McGee's life verse. It's a verse that he depended on going through cancer. But <clears throat> when you when you stop and, and sort of ponder on that, don't we all sometimes feel like we're going through life just depending on our senses? You know? Your heart's Christ-centered. You read the Bible every day. You're a good Christian, and you're thinking, what else can I do? I have to depend on my special senses, my sight, my my hearing, and my sense of touch and smell and taste. You know? I'm depending on my attributes. And here, we see that even those things aren't good enough. The bedrock of how you get through life is not good enough. It's God's presence. It's God's presence that will work in you and me. It's the presence of the Lord that will continue those good works. It's His presence in your life that gets you through the day. It's His presence in your life that allows you to actually see the world or not see the world. It's His presence. So let's read it again, verse 6. I'm sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Jesus Christ. Paul is saying there's beyond doubt that the Lord Jesus, the Father in heaven who began a good work in you, 
a good work in you. That's the Holy Spirit working inside you. When you believe in Jesus Christ, what happens? Well, His Spirit comes and lives in you. He dwells in you. Just like He is in the Father and the Father is in Him, He is in you, so you're in Him, so that you are in the Father and the Father is in you. It's that same Trinity kind of thing. Just like there's Trinity with the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Now you've got a Trinity going on through the Holy Spirit. You have a trinity with the Father in heaven and the Lord Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit working inside you. Your salvation occurred when Jesus died on the cross through Jesus' work on the sacrifice on the cross. And your righteousness occurs through the Holy Spirit's presence in you. Okay? So that's the good work. The good news is the gospel. The good work is what starts in you. Okay. Now, when you start off, you have every spiritual blessing, as we learned in Ephesians chapter one. The cool again, I just keep I I just say it over and over. The coolest part about the to me one of the coolest parts about Christianity is is that you get every spiritual blessing all at once, all up front. You're saints. You know, and this is how Paul addresses the letter to the Philippians to the saints. In Christ Jesus. We are in Christ Jesus because Christ Jesus, Holy Spirit, is in us. We are in, and this is uh, Philippians verse 1. <clears throat> We're saints in Christ Jesus. Okay? So, we are in the Lord and the Lord is in us. And this good work is in us. We are in Christ Jesus, and the Holy Spirit is in you. And that good work is the work of the Holy Spirit. What are the fruits of the Spirit? Love, joy, and peace are the first three, as we studied in Galatians. That good work in you is to do the work of the Father in righteousness. Now, are we going to get through it ourselves, depending on ourselves? It's, it's like your salvation doesn't come at all from anything you did, right? It doesn't come from you at all. It comes from the gift of the Lord Jesus. It's grace and nothing else. That's what saves us. And... The good work that is occurring inside of you is His good work also. He's working inside of you, His Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit of Jesus Christ is working inside you today. Now, you're doing stuff. You're making up your bed. You're making your peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Or you're making your lunch and packing it for work. You're driving the kids to school. We got that. But the good work in your heart, in you, is the power and the righteousness, righteousness of Jesus Christ. You think you're going to get through life on your own? No. You think you're going to... Uh, you don't have, you know, your salvation is already there. It's already been guaranteed by Jesus Christ's work on the cross. 
But Jesus said to follow him. Okay? And he said, seek wisdom. And we've been studying the Proverbs. And he's saying us to love one another and serve one another, you know, and be partners in the gospel, be partakers of the gospel. When this word that we studied earlier over in verse 5, this partnership in the gospel comes from that word koinona. And we drop down in verse 7. We are partakers of this grace. We're partakers of the grace and we're partners of the gospel. And that word partaker again comes from that carnona word, which means participation, partakers, communion, people who aid one another, give relief or share the things of Christ with one another. That's where that that's how that word translates out of. We're partakers of the grace. We're partnering in the gospel. So this good work is the work of Christ. And what is that work? That work is love, that your love may abound more and more, down to verse 9, with knowledge and discernment. Jesus Christ was the fulfillment of law. The fulfillment of law is love. Okay, so Jesus Christ is love. He is the word. He is the light. He is the life. Jesus says, I am the the way, the truth, and the life. That was, again, we go back to John chapter 14, verse 6. I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. It's through Jesus Christ that we have access to God's love. But this work that's happening inside of you, this this, um, work that the Holy Spirit is doing, if your heart is Christ-centered, if we can keep our hearts Christ-centered on Him in you, the Holy Spirit can do good works. And that gets you through the day. Those are your special senses that you can depend on. Your own special senses, sight and hearing and things like that, those are good. You have to have those. But it's the work of the Holy Spirit inside you that's getting you through the day. That's what you depend on. So, That, I hope, is helpful and encouraging to you. It certainly is to me. It certainly sets the pace and the tone of the day. And it certainly, in a beautiful way, in a beautiful, gentle way, is reminding us how important it is for us to let the Holy Spirit work in us and to understand that we are not walking through this life, this day, on our own accord, under our own power. It's not happening like that. And we should allow the Holy Spirit, whatever our circumstances, 
whether we have cancer, bad disease, we should have that that confidence. Paul is so sure that the Lord will hold us until the day that Jesus Christ comes back, to the day of Jesus Christ, till He comes on earth. All right? So that is this promise that the Holy Spirit is there. The Holy Spirit is walking with you. And He will bring this good work inside you to completion. What a beautiful promise. God has brought you here today. Do you think He's going to let you down? God won't let you down. He's already brought you here. I hope this was helpful and encouraging to you. It was to me. So for me to all of you, God bless you. I'll see you next time. And I'll turn the podcast over now to my co-host, Matali. God bless you. We'll see you next time. Hello. So today's teaching is coming from Philippians chapter 1, verses 6 through to 9. So um, I enjoyed today's um, today's teaching because, um, you know, as Dr. J.B. McGee uh, put it, you know, we reach a point where um, the rubber hits the road. And um, this um, uh, verse, verse 6, being his favorite and the way he actually explained it, um, he explained it in such a passionate and such a touching way. And, um, you know, it, it really touched me. It really got me thinking, um, you know, I have come this far, um, you know, not by my own um, will and, and not by my own, um, um, you know, doing. Um, you know, everything that I am today and the point I have reached today, it's, 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 all God's, um, it's all God's work. So it's glory to God. I mean, God hasn't brought me this far without a plan. Um, he has brought me this far for a reason. Um, you know, in the introductory um, of today's teaching, um, they had talked about, um, you know, God asking, oh, what have you done with my son? Um, so as, as, as Christians today, you know, let us ask ourselves, you know, that the Lord Jesus Christ was sent on the cross. Um, he became a curse for us. He died and he shed his blood for us on the cross. And what are we doing about that as Christians? Because um, God has given us this opportunity to seek his face, to open the, the eyes of our hearts and um, to believe and to have faith in him. So, you know, what is our purpose today in life? God has a plan for us. And um, all he wants us to do is to, um, you know, to realize and to understand his love, um, the love that he has for us. He wants us to glorify his name. So, um, you know, it, 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 it's, 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 it's um it's a wake up call it's 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 something that you know for me like um i i sat down and i i i thought about it i meditated upon it and um you know um there's a reason why i'm here today um and um there's a purpose a reason why i'm here god has a plan for me he cannot bring me this far with um with no plan so Verse 6 reads, um, being confident 
of this very thing, that he who has begun good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. So God has begun a good work um, in you and me. It's up to you and me, um, you know, to receive salvation. Salvation is free. It's up to you and me to realize this. And, um, you know, God will carry us through. Um, he will consummate us. He will carry us through. No matter how rough the journey is, um, God um, is always going to be there for us. Um, he is carrying us through today. Um and every day of our lives. So, um, you know, we're living in the day of Jesus Christ um, and the Holy Spirit has, has been sealed, has sealed us, you know, until the coming of Jesus Christ. So the Holy Spirit is always with us. So it's up to us to, um, you know, to let this Holy Spirit dwell and, and, and do its works in us. And, um, you know, God has begun um, in our lives um, a plan for us. So God has brought us up to this present moment and he will never, ever let us down. Um, he has so much love for us. You know, we may stumble um, seven times, but God will always be there to, to pick us up and, um, you know, to dust us off and, you know, to allow us to carry on the journey. Um, all we have to do is just turn back to the Lord and, um, you know, have faith and accept Christ as our personal savior. What are we doing with the crucifixion of, of, of Christ today? So this for me, like, um, you know, it's, it's, it was, it's, it was, um, a great teaching, very good teaching. And, um, it's good to know, um, you know, that Dr. J.B. McGee, this was his, um, you know, defining, uh, defining verse, so um, moving down to verse 7, it says, um, Just as it is right for me to think this of you all, because I have you in my heart in as much as both in my chains and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel, you, will, you are all partakers with me of grace. So... Here it is again, you you are all, like meaning all the saints in um, Philippi. So, you know, the, the Christianity is a brotherhood. And um, it's a brotherhood and, you know, where we, we actually, um, you know, we share sweet communion, we fellowship together, and we form family, a family, uh, you know, a brotherhood. Uh, whether being of the same mother or same father or, but as, um, or, not even of the same mother of the same father, but um, we carry um, all our friends, you know, and, and Christianity, the greatest commandment is um, love your neighbor as you love yourself. So we carry all our friends in our hearts, all our Christian friends in our hearts. We put them in our hearts, we pray for them, and um, we're wrapped up together, you know, in this great enterprise of getting out the gospel of Christ. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a good feeling to actually be part of um, a family of love, a community of love, and um, and all working together for one purpose. And this purpose is to glorify God. Um, this purpose is to take out the gospel in all corners of the world as much as we can. Like, um, you know, I, I appreciate through the Bible. I mean, um, I am growing slowly um, in my faith. 
Um, I am surprised at um, the different scriptures, the interesting scriptures and verses that I am learning and, you know, the take on how it's actually um, explained. Uh, it makes understanding easier. And um, yeah, it's, it, it just encourages me and it just gives me so much pride and joy in my heart to actually learn more about um, the gospel. So verse 8 reads, um, For God is my witness, how greatly I long for you all with the affection of Jesus Christ. So this is Paul writing to the Philippians. These are the tender feelings that he had. You know, um, I long after you all, tender feelings um, of Jesus Christ. So Paul believed and had so much faith in, in Christ and had so much love for um, he is his fellow his fellow um, um, brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus Christ. So, um, you know, um, so, so he, these are all tender feelings towards um, his, brother, his brethren. Verse 9 um, goes on to read, um, And this I pray, that your love may abound still more and more in knowledge and all discernment. So um, discernment, this is um, judgment. You know, let love abound in knowledge and discernment. Um, help me to discern to those who, you know, I can love. Um, so, f you know, discernment. Um, Paul is talking about like a judgment in um, in knowledge and and um, um, to discern in in in, um, in knowledge and sorry, um, you know. To love, you know, let love actually abound in, in, in judgment and in knowledge of, of, of Jesus Christ. Let us discern um, to those who we can actually love. We are humans, you know, by nature, we tend to, you know, that old nature, we tend to, um, you know, limit our love. Um, we cannot love everyone, um, but we can actually try and live by, um, you know, God's teaching. Because, you know, it's our old nature to actually... Uh, it's in our old nature to actually, um, you know, um, limit, um, you know, our how we feel towards um, certain individuals. But, um, you know, scripture says, you know, love your neighbor as you love yourself, be it um, someone who has wronged you and all. So um, if we let the, 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 the fruit of the Spirit, if we let the Holy Spirit dwell in us, only then... Um, you know, can we fill our hearts with um, love and with uh, um, and have the tender feelings that Paul extended towards his um, um, fellow brethren? And um, only then can God guide us. Only then can the Lord lead us, um, because um, you know God is love, and we as Christians today are supposed to love our enemies and you know love our brethren and um, yeah and. You know, uh, let love abound us in, in knowledge, in the knowledge of Christ and in discernment. So today, you and me, you know, what are we doing with um, the Son of God? He died for us. How are we living our lives? Um, are we living a meaningful, purposeful life or are we just getting by? So, um, yeah, this is today's teaching. Um, it was a very, very... Um, very very touching and very very eye-opening and um eye-opening teaching and um i must say i immensely enjoyed it 
Um, and I am enjoying um, the scriptures already, uh, Philippians. And yes, um, this was today's teaching. I hope you all um, enjoyed my take on it. Thank you all for listening. God bless and bye-bye.